Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome into another episode of the Shant Show. We come to you before Coastal Carolina's Thursday night kickoff on ESPN against the Georgia State Panthers. They're coming into Brooks Stadium undefeated against Coastal Carolina in Conway, that is, uh, led by Darren Granger, a Conway native. This is a team that uh, Coastal Carolina has has had some troubles with. It seems like uh, the away team in this game always wins. Um it's not an easy matchup. It's the first Sunbelt matchup of the season, which is always a tricky one getting into conference play. And, and for Coastal to start against Georgia State is a little bit less than ideal, especially on a short week. But uh, we'll get into that a, a little bit later. First, I want to start uh, with, with Josh. What are you looking at with this Georgia State team coming in? What what scares you? What weaknesses do they have that you think Coastal can exploit? Yeah, so... First of all, they've actually been playing a lot better in the last two weeks than what they've showed against Rhode Island in week one, where they gave up 35 points and almost lost. Darren Granger obviously sticks out to me. Feels like that kid has been in Georgia State for like 20 years. I'm sure that's how they feel about Grayson, but especially since he beat us at in homecoming a couple of years ago and, and let us know about it. So he sticks out to me. They have a good running back in Marcus Carroll. They had a good running back last year. They they found this guy to come in. But overall, they're playing a lot better. They give up a lot of yards a game. They force some turnovers. We, we were talking about this in the pre-pod. It's kind of a Chad Stagg staple if he has players that can help him do it. But it's not necessarily sustainable all the time. If you don't get those turnovers, you're going to be in trouble. And luckily for us, we have a guy, at quarterback, and overall weapons that don't really turn the ball over all that often. So I think that's a strength for us. But, yeah, their strength, definitely the quarterback and Granger. And they have always seemed to put decent weapons around him that he can get he can get the ball to. Yeah, I think one of the biggest of those weapons is Marcus uh, Carroll. You mentioned him there. Comes into this, uh, this game fourth in the FBS in rushing yards with a 358. I know it's early, but that's, you know, essentially about 320 a game. So... Uh, or excuse me, <laughs> that'd be insane. Uh, 120 a game. Uh, Coastal Carolina's rush defense is not spectacular. So that's going to be something that we're going to have to keep an eye on to make sure that this game doesn't get out of hand with uh, with him getting a lot of yards early. Mario, are you worried about the potential of, of Carroll running all over the shots this, uh, this Thursday night? Well, he is the biggest threat on offense. You know, as much as we know about Danny Granger and as much as he's been having – a good start to the season, we definitely got to be careful of Carroll. It seems like the la- the past three games that we have talked about, it seems like the main focus has been the running back, has been stopping that running game. So I would still keep, keep that as the biggest concern. You know, Carroll is having a tremendous start to the season. As good as Granger has been to the start, Carroll has been great. And I do believe that our focus should still be on the running back because I believe if we can stop the run, we have a really good chance of stopping the pass when it gets to like third and 10 or something like that. However, personally, I would be also concerned about Danny Granger running because we got to remember that he is a scrambler. And if you have a dominant running back like that and you have a decent quarterback like Danny Granger, 
You got to think about the read options that they're going to be mixing up. You got to think about the times that Danny Granger is going to be sneaking into the end zone. These are things that we have to worry about. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily just Carroll. I would say you need to keep an eye on Carroll and you need to keep an eye on Granger because that is what's going to fuel the running game. And if we can stop that, I believe that this defense is going to have a field day with Georgia State. But I believe those two guys are the, one, are the ones you got to look out for. As good as Granger is in the air, he's a lot better running. He's a lot more comfortable, I believe, running. And if we can stop that, I believe that we got their offense in the palm of our hands. Yeah, he's not necessarily like, you know, a, a Mike Vick or anything crazy where he's going to put up 200 yards rushing, but he's very mobile. He's going to move in the pocket. He's going to keep his eyes downfield. He's going to find a wide receiver that, you know, you can't stick to him for seven seconds. It's almost impossible. So the defensive line has got a really big task this week, not only in stopping Carroll from running all over them, but in containing Granger and keeping his scrambling ability in check, even just keeping his ability to extend plays in check, he's not anywhere close to the level of, of Patrick Mahomes, but you know, it's super entertaining to watch the highlights of Patrick Mahomes on, on Saturday night, or excuse me, on, on Sunday night before, uh, before the kickoff of, of the Sunday night game. And it's, you know, it's cool to watch those highlights, but as, as an opposing fan, I don't want my quarterback uh, or excuse me, the uh, opposition's quarterback to be running around all the time and finding his targets downfield. So um, I, I don't want any of that from Granger, but he has the potential to do that. And it's it's a scary thought because Coastal Secondary has looked better this season so far, but again, not not anywhere close to the best in the Sun Belt yet. Um, they have the potential to get there by the end of the year, but Right now, uh, Granger really scares me coming into this game even more so than than Carroll, even though he is fourth in the FBS in rushing yards. Uh, Georgia State's defense is interesting, coached by Chad Staggs. You know, we've <laughs> if you've been listening to our episodes lately, we've been poking fun at that for a long time. Left Coastal Carolina when uh, Tim Beck was announced as head coach. Nobody misses him, even a little bit. Honestly, probably shouldn't have been Coastal Carolina's defensive coordinator last season. He should have been moved on from, but I digress. Uh, He is Georgia State's defensive coordinator now, and and he's playing Chad Stagg's defense where it's it's bend, don't break. They're going to give up 300, 400 yards a game, but they're going to force two or three key turnovers, and it's going to help them win the game, and and it's going to keep them in a lot of ballgames late as well. Josh, are you excited about the opportunity to play against a Ch- uh, Chad Stagg's coach defense? Yeah, he. I'm very excited to play against the Chad Stagg's defense because a lot of people were really excited to play against us last year. We got 50 dropped on us almost four times, we'll give or take four or five points. And we made quarterbacks like Charlie Moore at ULM look like Peyton Manning. We said that in the pod. So we've been talking about that for a while, even when he was our coordinator. And Jamie Chadwell, this is something that sticks out to me. Jamie Chadwell, say what you want about him, but he sticks to his guys. He's going to bring his guys in. He's always going to have his guys around him. He took pretty much every single position coach with him to Liberty, except for Chad Staggs. He even took the creative content guy from Coastal and brought him to Liberty. So if he's taking the videographer with him and not you, that has got to stand out as a red flag. So... I'm very excited. We know we can attack him down the middle of the field, and he's not going to do anything. We know he'll press off, so I do think that limits guys maybe like Pinkney, but if you have Brown or Duplessis or Tucker or Mobley up the seam, they should feast. 
I think I, I honestly think Pinkney probably won't have as big a game against that type of defense if he runs the same style. But our little guys, our fast guys down the scene should have a field day. And our running backs as well because those defenders won't be able to help in the running game as long as our O-line can get any type of push. Yeah, I think this is a game, you know, Georgia State is a lot better than Duquesne, but I'll phrase it this way. I think this is a game like Duquesne in which our offensive line just has to be decent. They don't have to be excellent. They don't have to be incredible. They don't have to be Stonewall. But it's a Chad Staggs coach defense. You're going to be able to put up yards even if you're not on your best. Um, Coastal Carolina has the opportunity now having their get-right game this Saturday and, and having Grayson McCall only play a half, having Sam Pinckney only play a half, having Jared Brown only play a half, that they're coming in rested, they're coming in ready, and – I know that it's going to bug Grayson McCall to no end that he has not played against Georgia State at home um, in his career. He's always been injured for this game. This is this will be the first time in his 17 years at Coastal that he'll get to play against Georgia State at home. So he's definitely going to be looking for a win, and and that's you know one more feather in the cap of, of Grayson McCall. Mario, what do you think that number 10 can do against this defense? Are you looking for a major passing game from him, or do you think he's going to be more of a game manager in this game and and just trying to make the right reads and get the ball to the, the right players? Well, look, he's going up against the greatest defensive coordinator in college football, okay? He's basically going up against the Rex Ryan of college football. In case you guys don't understand or you don't see me, I'm saying that sarcastically. It is Chad Stack still. Look, let's not act like Grayson McCall – wasn't dropping dimes on that defense every single week in practice. Let's not act like that wasn't the case for three years. You know, and the one thing that we talked about with Chad Staggs is that he was incapable of change, that he couldn't change the way he put, the way that defense was going to be structured was the way it was going to be structured. And y'all remember it as much as I do. Every single week, it was the same thing. It was rarely any man-to-man coverage. It was mostly zone, and we would give up about 300 yards per game. And like you said, we would make these below average, average quarterbacks look like prime Peyton Manning's and prime Tom Brady. Well, you know what? I'm expecting the same come this game. I need Chad Staggs to make Grayson McCall look like the Heisman winner. And honestly, with that defense, that's what he's going to do. At the end of the day, Chad Staggs, he's always had a very good defense as far as turnovers. The, a couple of years ago, it might have been a little off. There wasn't a lot of turnovers that year, but... As far as last year and a couple years back, he's always been great with turnovers. So that is the biggest thing that we have to look out for. But at the end of the day, if this game goes the way that we all think it's going to go, he's going to give up 350, 400 yards total. And most of those yards, I'm going to be honest, and maybe Grayson McCall. There's promise for the running game in it. As far as our running game, there's promise that they could break out. But I'm more than confident that this passing game is going to have a field day against this defense, especially seeing what Chad Staggs was capable of. And let's be honest, I don't think he's changed his defensive scheme. I think he is running the same defensive scheme that he ran with Coastal. He's incapable of change. Now, if he does come out here and he does start change and he does start changing his defensive scheme, I'm going to be a little bit upset because then I'm a question why he didn't do it for the last three years. But Grayson McCall, he should be looking at that defensive scheme, looking at it and being like, wow, this looks really familiar. I know what to do. I was dropping TD bombs on this defense for the past three years in practice. I was making them look like they were a fourth string corners. And I should have no problem doing it to get this record up to uh, 3-1. and 
that's what I'm expecting for this game. That's what I'm expecting Grayson McCall to do. And I'm expecting this to be kind of Chad Stagg's humbled moment. Yeah, I think all of those are realistic. I mean, listen, Georgia State hasn't played really anyone this season. I mean, Connecticut for the longest time has been one of the worst teams in FBS. They're slowly getting better, but they're not anywhere close to there yet. Charlotte is brand new to FBS. They've only been there a couple of years and yeah, they're in the American this year, but they are far and away the worst team in the American. And they played Rhode Island who might be the best team that they've played out of those three, even though they're an FCS opponent and Rhode Island's quarterback had (laughs) 408 yards passing and four touchdowns in that game. Like they, they won that game, but I mean, that's the level of output that we could. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the level of output we could expect from, from a Grayson McCall, especially when, you know, Rhode Island put that up with all credit to Rhode Island and, and not bashing them, but FCS level wide receivers you have at coastal Carolina at least two power five wide receivers playing in the group of five in Pinckney and Brown. And you've got uh, Duplices coming off the bench. You've got Tucker coming off the bench or, or being in the slot. You've got Kendall Carr. You've got all these weapons. This is a chance for this offense to show that 66 points against Duquesne wasn't just because it was an FCS opponent. It was because that's what this offense is. And, and playing against Chad Staggs is the best way to do that. Um, Georgia State also, we haven't made mention of this yet. Georgia State essentially lost all of their secondary. Um, I know you're, those preseason things don't matter as much, but they lost all of their secondary this offseason except for one guy who is their starting nickel who's now um, essentially their starting outside corner. And that's it. Like That's all they brought back in the secondary. So this is the weak spot of this, de- this defense and of this team. And I think Coastal Carolina is going to take full advantage of it with number 10 at the helm for the first time against the Panthers at home. So I cannot wait for it. Um, Thursday night kickoff is is a little bit weird and and a little bit dumb, and I'm not a big fan of it, but at least he gets you on the big E. Um, Josh, how do you feel about the quick week? Do you think the quick turnaround is going to affect Coastal Carolina for their first Sunbelt game of the season? No, and only because we looked so good we got so much done against Duquesne everybody got to play like I said earlier morale is high in Georgia State they ended up winning but for a while it was a competitive game their starters had to play the whole game so I think it affects them way more than it affects us and we just have so many guys especially in defensive line has a ton of dudes secondary has a ton of dudes that rotated in even like at outside linebacker we rotated a ton of guys in anyways so a lot of those guys will play in that game and we know the running backs rotate in, so they'll be fine. When when you're a coastal running back, you only got to play 20 snaps a game, and you'll get your seven, eight carries a piece. So I think that rest-wise, the Duquesne game was great for us, and we looked great. So we're going to play great on Thursday. I don't anticipate any signs of – if anything, that was kind of like a walkthrough. And we were able to get treatment in the second half. Nobody got banged up, really. So, yeah, I, I'm – actually confident based on the last how the last two weeks went for both of these teams that that actually gives us an advantage based on who we played yeah I think you're totally right on the money there with that and I know it's not a lot of travel but it's still travel they played at Charlotte this weekend 
had to go back to Atlanta, you know, get all the kids in class, all that stuff, and then come to Myrtle Beach on Thursday. So they really didn't get a lot of time to prep for this game. That's Georgia State anyways. Um, so that that makes me feel a little bit better. We'll go around the room and, and give predictions. Mario, I'll come to you first. What will be the final score come about 1030 Thursday night? Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. It is Chad Stagg's defense. As much as I feel like we're going to put up 400 on them, it's hard to believe that Chad Stack's defense won't at least get a turnover, whether that's an interception, a fumble, whatever the case might be. I do think they're going to get that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 38, 21 coastal. I do think that this offense is as far as Georgia state's offense. I want to clarify. I do think that they're good enough to put up a little bit over 20. You know, I do think that they have the tools to do that, but, as far as going toe-to-toe with Coastal, I just don't see it happening. You know, I think Grayson McCall is too elite for that. I think that this defense is too familiar for him, for him not to pick it apart. And I do believe that they're going to go into this game. I don't think it's going to be close, like, throughout the whole game. I think they're, I think it'll be at least between 7 to 14 points, like, differential throughout the entire game. Like, I don't see Georgia State having the lead in this game at all. I just see it being Coastal staying ahead and Georgia State trying to keep up, but they're going to find out that they can't. So my final prediction is going to be 38-21 Coastal, and I think we improved to 3-1. Josh, the line is set at 6.5-point favorites uh, for the Shants. What's your prediction for this game? Yeah, so I was actually just looking at the line, and based on the implied total with the over-under, which is at 63, they're projecting us to win about 34-28. to 28. And I think that the 34 points could be accurate. I think that's about right, actually. But I would probably advise you to take the under because if UCLA didn't score more than 24 points, I don't see Georgia State doing it. And our defense has looked really good the last couple weeks. It's rested. And, yes, Darren Granger, let me give him credit. He's been playing very well, over 800 yards, six touchdowns so far, no interceptions. But – I kind of think that that will come in in the first couple of drives, chunk drives, eight, nine-minute drives, and just really stick it to them. I see a scenario where we're going into halftime up like 14-3 to three or something, or 17-7. to seven. I really think our defense is going to come out and play well. The student turnout has been incredible the last two home games, and from everything I'm hearing, it will be just as good, if not better, on Thursday night. Everyone knows the importance of this game. It's a whiteout. So the stadium, everybody wear white. Let's get Brooks pack, packing. And, yeah, I think the defense is going to show up. So I'm going to go 34. I like that. 34 to 20 goes with Carolina. And I think that we're in control of it pretty much the whole time. So last season, Coastal Carolina beat Georgia State 41 to 24. And I think this game will be similar to that in final score, but a little bit different in how it happens. Um, if you remember back to that game, Coastal Carolina was in control the whole time. It was never really in doubt. It was never really up for debate. It was always going to be Coastal Carolina. And I think that this game will be a little bit different than that. I think that the final score ends up being um, 38 to 28. Um, I think Coastal Carolina wins, and, and and when you look back on the score, it looks like a bigger victory than it is, but I think it's a close game until about midway through the 
the fourth quarter, Coastal Carolina scores some points and, and adds a little bit of separation and a little bit of comfort. And then Georgia State gets a late one too. And, you know, they believe that they have a chance and they really don't. So um, I think Coastal Carolina gets the win. They get their first victory over Georgia State at home. They open up Sunbelt play 1-0. They improve to 3-1. and and uh, you keep the season rolling with a, with a tough slate of games upcoming. This this it will be Coastal's last home game for essentially four weeks. So you got to get one here, uh, especially against a Sunbelt opponent. But um, we'll go into stats that matter. Our last little segment here, Josh. What's your stat that matters this week? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well. This is kind of Jordan's prediction from last time. A little bit, a little bit less though. Jared Brown really had his first big breakout against Georgia State last year, and I don't see that changing. I already mentioned that the middle of the field should be open, and I think that they're really going to try to do a good job on Pinckney, especially him having ties to playing there. And Travis Trickett mentioned also was a probably – he was, a I think, a wide receivers coach at Georgia State, but him and Pinckney were actually there together. So both of those guys have a little bit of something to prove, but I think they're going to do a good job on Pinckney. And I think Brown should eat over the middle of the field. I'm going Jared Brown, 120-plus total yards and a touchdown. And we win. Mario, what's your stat that matters? Yeah, so for me, when I look at it, I think it all surrounds that Chad Stagg's defense. I think our defense is going to show up. I think that we're going to stop their offense. You know, I think that we'll – I would like to say that the key stat would be holding them to to under some rushing total – which you could put that in there. You could say it would be like holding them to under 100 yards rushing or something. But for me, the biggest thing is making sure that you do not give up more than one turnover. One turnover, I feel like it'll happen. I feel like something may, uh, something's telling me it's going to be like a fumble or something like that. But if you can limit the turnovers, if you can just, if you can take that one turnover, take it on the chin and move forward and not give up another one for the rest of the game, then I think we win this game easily. I, I think that we win it in a big fashion like a 38 21 something like that like a like a dominant fashion and i think that we go in there and we beat georgia state so you can't have more than one turnover yeah i mean that's totally fair because that's how the chad stags defense operates is it has to force turnovers because it's not good enough to stop you from scoring any other way um my stat that matters is a little bit of a combo play um, I'm going to go Darren Granger and Marcus Carroll less than um, 120 yards rushing combined. Um, those are the two guys that they're going to run with. They're going to run some zone option schemes. Uh, Granger is going to scramble a little bit and, and, and Marcus Carroll is, is their bell cow back. But I think if you can force those guys to have less than 120 combined, you did a really good job of containing them. Um, you did a really good job of, of stopping what their offense does really well. And you forced Darren Granger to go to the air, which, you know, he's been a starting quarterback for years now at Georgia state. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not bad at passing the ball, but if you can eliminate one portion of his game and that's the running game, then I think, you know, coastal Carolina has a really, really good chance to win and will win if they keep Carroll and Granger for 120 yards or less combined. So that's my stat that matters. With that, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up. Again, this is a Thursday night kickoff, so you're getting this episode a little bit early. Um, following this game, you'll have our regular post-game episode, and then we will have a Sunbelt preview looking at the games coming up this weekend in the conference, so be on the lookout for those. As always, follow us on X at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show, and Shant's up. All right, we'll